some Imagine Dragons right there. Who's not a believer? What's up, you guys? This is your boy, Cena Azari, CEO Accredited, coming at you live from the All Mindset Studio in Orange County. You know we got our boy, the People's Advisor, Mr. Matt Franchino. What's going on, everybody? How you doing, man? Oh, man, fantastic. Barely made it in here to get into the studio for this podcast. Bro, God bless you and your schedule and your time with the family, the clients, all the juggling. I don't know how you do it, man, but pretty impressive. You just do it. <laughs> you just do it. No excuses, huh? Well, I'm pretty excited to introduce to you our, our guest who's in the studio today. Um, many of you will get a chance to meet her personally tomorrow at the uh, Disruptive Innovation Disrupt Tour Conference in Huntington Beach. Um, many of you have already seen her online, but if those of you that don't, or have not, I should say, at a young age, uh, our guest, she knew she wanted to own multiple businesses, so entrepreneur out the gate, spent nearly a decade as an insurance agent and insurance professional and our guest she's established her own agency with multiple insurance carriers uh, operates and works supporting four states so this is not a, a, a small gal here she's doing some big things with a primary focus on motorcycles and off-road so all those uh, ATV riders motorcycle uh, riders out there all those recreational vehicles and you're having fun make sure you reach out to our guest today she's gonna bring value to you probably get you a better rate than you're getting she's also generating business through developing dealership referrals and social media content, which caught our attention. Uh, without any other delay, Jill Renee, AKA JRA Insurance. Welcome to our studio, Jill. What's up? I'm super <laughs> glad to be here. What an introduction. <laughs> that was a lot of stuff to memorize, <laughs> by the way. So no, no joke, I had to read off some of those cliff notes. I'll call myself out there. But I, I also want to recognize uh, the CFO or the CEO, either one. You'll have to clarify who's running what. But, but, the, but the boss or, or the boss's right hands in the house, Mr. Paul McGowan. Thank you so much, Paul, for, for making the trip out here. No problem, God. Glad to be here. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you guys are our dynamic team. It's cool to finally uh, meet you in person. I'm excited. Yeah, it's fun to watch. It's cool. It's, I'm having this interesting experience over the last couple of weeks with people coming in for the conference like i feel like i know them already right like we walk in and i'm like oh hey what's up jill's here right i've never met you in my life but i roll in and i f literally feel like i know same and and it's interesting because for me in my life this is really one of the first experiences where people you meet on social media end up being people you interact with in real life and then will probably be lasting friendships afterwards most of my life friendships came from like the monkey bars and then the skate park <laughs> and then the beach and like things like that not my cell phone so mm. it's cool but welcome thanks Thank you. Thank yeah you so i mean it, it is really cool so so tell me um how why insurance i mean i didn't even think that's what i was gonna do when i first started to sell insurance i didn't even know why i had it i was i was 19 years old and i just i had a friend um, I was looking to switch positions and one of my friend's moms said she had this gig at State Farm she might be able to get me and I found an agent that was willing to pay for me to fail my exams twice and finally pass and that's where I started. That's exciting. So State Farm is where it all where it all came about, huh? Yep, actually in California. In California. Wow, wow. Yep. where? What city? I was in Fremont. I worked in Fremont, oh California, State Farm. I went Farm. to high school in Fremont. That's what where I went to college. Way? Really? Yep. To Ohlone? Yep. Oh my goodness. Shout out to Ohlone. I was going to high school across the street. First at, at uh, I think it was Washington High. Then Washington. I transferred to Mission San Jose, which was across the street from Ohlone College. Yeah. Uh, what a That's small world. That's, That's insane. Small world. It is. Yeah. So, so did you guys meet in California? No. Uh, that's, that's that's another story completely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so do you guys both ride? 
Yes. Oh, that's so We cool. met through motorcycles. So I worked cool. at a motorcycle dealership in Delaware. I moved from California. My goodness, one to one extreme Delaware. to the other. <laughs> one coast to the not so fun, really cold coast. So, wow. Yeah. That's crazy. So did you? Where'd you go? Did you grow up in California? No. I lived. I am as uh, Paul. she's a she's a geographical mutt. Whenever Paul introduces me, he says that I'm a geographical mutt. I lived in Ohio for ten years. That's where I was born, and then we moved to the Bay Area, California. I went to I guess middle school, and I think up until almost ninth grade. And, and, and it was moved. Fremont you lived in mm-hmm. when you lived there. Okay. Yep. That's cool. And then we moved to uh, Central Florida, and that's where I went to high school. I graduated high school in Florida. Um, wouldn't live there again. And, <laughs> <laughs> and then I actually moved back to California again, and that's when I got the gig at State Farm. That's so crazy. What a small world, because most people who leave the Bay, they usually don't come back, especially when it's more expensive on your second return. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's it's not like it wasn't, you know, being right. 19 years old paying $1,300 in rent. Is Isn't that crazy? Kind of, yeah. And yeah. I would imagine that's either a one-bedroom or a shared room. I mean, when you share studio. the story. Right, or studio. But when you share that story. with me. Yeah, thir- $1,300 for a studio. <laughs> when you share that story years ago. Um, it's crazy because you can't get that now. I mean, no. they're renting studios for four, three to four grand. It's yeah, crazy. It's, it's crazy. insane. It's a racket, to be honest with you. It's crazy the, the way that whole either California or a lot of hype. I don't no, know. right. I mean, it's probably a little bit of both, right? <laughs> right. But yeah, it's that's nuts. I well, don't know how people do it because even years ago when I was here, I lived with like three to five other people all the time. I mean, it's like rented rooms, and that was like how we had to live because it's so expensive. That's cool. Yeah. That, that kind of monthly note in Georgia is a 4,000-square-foot house. On yeah, for real. I was going to say, yeah, you must be real. living like kings and queens <laughs> now, enjoying it. No stress. I mean, look, you guys look extremely happy. That's cool. So, so j- jumping into uh, how we all connected, um, I, I, I saw some messages that you wrote out on a feed for the Agent 2021 conference with um, Gary Vaynerchuk. I saw that you mentioned on there that you, um, one, you wanted to go to the event, and second, you mentioned that you want to be a speaker, which is pretty cool to put yourself out there. You know, it's almost like declaring goals. And now you are one of the speakers at Disruptive Innovation. And one thing that uh, the People's Advisor, Matt, and I always like to ask our guests is what does disruptive or, uh, I guess disruptive, what does that term mean to you when you hear the term disruptive? A lot. It reminds me of me as a human being. Uh, when I first moved to Georgia to be with Paul, I had four jobs in 11 months? 11 yeah, months? give or take. Yeah. I had four jobs in 11 months, and the reason why I bounced from place to place to place was because every place I went to, they're like, we want to change. We're going to get a CRM, and we're going to market the right way, and we're going to change. And then I'd get in the place. Did and they just, all sound like that, by the way? <laughs> <laughs> Most of them, yes. Yeah, <laughs> they did. <laughs> and they wouldn't change. I would come and be like, okay, I did all this research on this CRM. It's, it's $200 a month. And they're like, oh, it's auto draft. We can't, we can't have this CRM. We can't pay for that auto draft. I'm like, well, it's 2018. They don't take checks. So, and that was my biggest issue. I I see these, these companies wanting to give me full range in in the interview and then you get in the building and want to start changing shit and everyone rears and especially being a five foot five tiny little girl everyone's like why do i want to listen to this kid like because you're spending four grand a month on shit that nobody's listening to nobody's listening to your radio ads nobody's watching your tv commercials like who has netflix 
Like, I do. let's just let's just <laughs> yeah. be real. Like, right. nobody's watching your commercial, and if a commercial's on, I got my phone in my hand, so I'm really not watching it. And they just couldn't they just wouldn't get it, and it made me so mad. And the very last place that I worked at, they it was I don't know if you know like dealership sales, but you generally when you're a sales manager, you need to focus on the front end of a deal and the back end of a deal. And the back end of a deal is like your your finance income, your warranties and things like that. And the front end is the gross you hold on the vehicle at the front. So I told this guy, this is the last job I had before I was like, fuck this, I'm not doing this anymore. <laughs> said I'm gonna do this much on the front of your deals I'm gonna do this much on the back you hire the salesman that I'm gonna take from this dealership up north and you pay him like this they're paying people flats so any dealership people out there like if you were a finance manager getting paid a flat like how long would you be there you wouldn't she sold one bike they made $8,700 and she got paid 150 bucks like wow. that's yeah. the dumbest yeah, crap in crazy. the world it yeah. was ridiculous and there the very first sale actually that I made at that dealership was two weeks before the end of the month and I got them they f hit their budget and like were profitable for the first time in like four and a half years from one fucking sale so I tell the owner look owner guy I'm gonna do this much on the front I'm gonna do this much on the back three months in a row we get my salesman from the other place me and him are just crushing it we're crushing our goals I maxed out my pay plan I think two months in a row I just maxed it out and so the owner they bring me in their office one day, and they cut my pay legit 25%. Like, so I'm making your dealership more money. You've sold more bikes than you have in years. You've sold more back-end product than you have in years, which is essentially insurance policies. That's what it is. You know, your warranty is like an insurance policy. A theft policy is like the comprehensive on your insurance. It's really all the same thing. And to know what you're doing I mean, I have access to the system. I can see the gross profits. I, I know what's what. And to get my pay cut 25%, like, that was it. Like, you spend, you keep, you continue to spend your fucking money on commercials and radio ads, and I'm going to bounce, and I'm going to do this for myself, and I'm not fucking looking back. And I didn't. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, that was, that was kind of the, the last time she decided to let someone else control her destiny and her pay. I love that. Sometimes you need it, right? Like you need that that sort of kick to drive you that you, do. you have this experience now that it doesn't sound to me like you'll ever forget what launched you into this direction. I'm grateful that he did that to me. I am grateful because I don't think I would have had the cojones to start a business if I, if I hadn't have felt wronged in that way. Yeah, and you know what I, I've been learning over the years and since we've gone independent, it's like, companies are just amplified people right like yeah. people like have that. people have a problem investing money in themselves people have a problem making a change a lot of people coming to the conference are going to listen to you and others speak and and think to themselves like all right cool like i'm going to start doing this right and i'm going to maybe buy ads or do this stuff and <laughs> most of them won't still even though they know they're supposed to yep. and then many of them will say oh man 10 years ago yep. i should have done this i didn't what and companies are just corporations with a lot of other people that they've figured out to get behind them and then they just still don't change because it's at the end it's usually one person who has the rubber stamp and that person's still afraid but you talked about like them not wanting to do auto draft mm -hmm. that company <laughs> probably only accepts auto, auto draft, draft on now. their end right, right? <laughs> but then didn't want to do it on their side it's yeah. like this double standard that runs around everywhere yeah, yeah. so how's it felt you you said you know what i'm over this i'm going independent i'm never looking back you may never have looked back. Does it look like everything you thought it was going to look like? Yeah. 
I mean, yes and no. Like, the parts where it's like, oh, my God, this is my shit. I did this. Fuck you, everyone that told me I couldn't. You know, like, it feels really good. And then there are times where it's like, yeah, I know I read that book that said this is ten times harder than anything you ever thought it was going to be, but fuck. (laughs) You know, I'm only nine months in and there are still some days where it's just like you just want to check the fuck out and you can't it's your business you don't get to be like oh hey sally can you answer the phone for me today no it's your phone and you have to answer it no matter what kind of mood you're in it's cool you're being real because so many people uh who, who have not yet entered the world of entrepreneurship um think that it's just all rosy you're you're self-employed you're you're all the shots you're the boss so you, many people uh, you think like work less maybe you do make more that money too yeah. they put on this like facade on social media they're like look i'm in this fancy car at the beach once fucking three months ago it's just i i, I don't <laughs> it's a like, riddle <laughs> <laughs> and i hate that and it's so easy to to know when someone is not authentically running their own business you can tell especially when you run your own yeah and, and you, you've been doing a really good job um exposing not only a lot of your secrets and tactics because you don't only provide value as far as insurance language but i also see you sharing ways to build your business you got a youtube channel um you're all over instagram um you have a facebook yes so can you can you share with our listeners where they can find you out there on social you can find me pretty much on any platform i try to do something on the majority of them but primarily i'm on facebook and instagram my name is on Instagram, and you can find me. There's not many Jelena Renees out there. Uh, and if you don't know how to spell that, J-I-L-L-E-N-A-R-E-N-E-E. Awesome. Nice. So you're going through all this stuff, right? You're nine months in. You're one of the few people who shares, like, the good, the bad, the ugly, like, everything in between. I do. So, like... Is it hard? Is it? Cha- is it? Do you question whether you are or are not going to share the stuff that doesn't make you in that moment look like everything's going perfect? My biggest desire is to be as transparent as possible. You know, if I I even think I did a story one day. I was so fucking mad, and I don't even know what it was about. But when you own your own business, especially like I don't know, as a female, like. Who Things can be kind of cray-cray sometimes. I feel a little, a little crazy. <laughs> Just a little. Just a little. <laughs> Thanks to my husband for putting up with me. I was going to say, he's the one that probably really should speak on this right now to tell, to tell us how it is. Well, I'm alone a lot. You know, I'm like, he works a lot. He's a general manager at a, power, a very large power sports dealership. So he's gone a lot, and I work a lot. But, so, for instance, I'm pretty sure I storied about it, but one day I was just having... A really bad day I have operated my business the entire time I've had it on DSL internet so that's a step above dial-up yeah it's been really terrible and if you want to try to upload a YouTube video on DSL internet yeah you can't yeah for, for those of you that don't know what DSL right. is like the Millennials all right <laughs> it sucks <laughs> try drinking the internet through a coffee stirrer <laughs> <laughs> it's the so whole true. internet. I it's love so the team. You, you guys, I, I think I see a, a social like show, yeah. right? Like a social media show. Have you guys it's, thought about that? Yet? It's in the works. Is it? Yeah. Okay. Like multiples. Yeah. So well, well, I'm honored to launch that. Fireside chats with Jelena and Paul. Yeah. We've been talking about that because people, it happens all the time. Everyone's like, where's Paul? How's Paul doing? How, how's Paul? Like, I went to one of my own insurance conferences recently and they're like talking to paul i'm like um 
hello. It's not his business. That's Thanks, cool. though. It's I'm, mine. I'm just the plus one, guys. <laughs> That's awesome. Man. You guys are awesome. But for uh, transparency purposes, be ready. If you are someone who's like, I'm going to be an entrepreneur. I want to run a business out of my house. It doesn't matter what business you have. It's going to be difficult. And right now, my chair that is sitting under my desk at home in Georgia has a different colored wheel on one of the legs because I threw it across the fucking room. <laughs> I was having the worst day. The whole nothing. chair or just the wheel? The oh, entire chair. I chucked it. Snap the wheel off clean. Was was Paul not home at that moment then? No. No. He did fix my chair for me, though. I like how you put another color to remind you we're not doing this again. Excuse me, wife. His his chair at the office under some guy's (laughs) desk that he doesn't like has one wheel, right? And he's like, where's this wheel going? It's the trick chair. They're going to now find this podcast and know where the hell the wheel went. That's funny. Where's that wheel at? That's so funny. Yeah, it gets one, rough. one of the things I remember most um, recently that she, that she said uh, when she was starting out, I forget what I think it was putting customers' data into the CRM. She's like, you know, I don't really know how I want to or should do this. Usually, when I work for a company, they're like, oh, here, here's how we've been doing it. Do it this way. She's like, I gotta figure this shit out for myself. It's the little things that you don't think of that you have to do every day. That it's like, yeah. oh crap, I have to decide how to do this for myself. Yeah, changes yeah. things. Yeah. And then those are the things you're going to decide how someone else will do them. Eventually. Oh, yeah. 100%. I am so over it. Especially, I did a post about this actually the other day, is how many things you realize that you really fucking hate doing when you have to do everything. Like, I pawned so much stuff off on other people. Like, I don't want to enter this. Do you want to do this for me? I hate data entry. Like, ew. And that's the biggest part of my business. My CRM remarkets to my renewals and all i have to do is set it up and press go and it emails people for follow it's so much less work that i have to do and so much less work that i would have to pay somebody else to do but guess who has to set that up the business owner me so i'm sitting you know fucking with the crm settings for a million hours a day and you feel like you didn't really do anything like hey i didn't make any money today because i didn't get to sell anything i just sat behind a computer and clicked shit for an hour That's wild. Mm-hmm. So, so tell me, with with your schedule of you, you do prospecting, you do servicing, you write the business, you present the product, you compare X Y Z. You also are running your social media, yeah. which takes a lot of time. It does. And the fact that you're on all these different channels, you're editing the videos, uploading the videos, Correct. doing the sound. I mean, h- h- how are you? How are you finding time to do all this and be successful? Scale it. Be you know, it's just, it's crazy. I don't actually know because I don't I I think I don't realize that I'm doing so much stuff and people will ask me like you edited that video you know how to use Adobe Premiere who did that for you no I did that and it's like how did you how did you do all that stuff I've been using computer programs forever like it's I love doing that kind of stuff and it was really cool when I very first started my business I was like oh shit I get to make my graphics, I get to make my banners, I get to make my logos, I get to design my website. Like, I have done, I probably saved myself close to $5,000 because I've designed all of that shit by myself. And I like editing videos. Like, I'll sit on the phone, I'm talking to a customer, quoting a policy, and on my other monitor, I'm editing a video. I mean, it's just like how, I think people underestimate the amount of things that they can do at any given time. And, like, electronics and technology they just make things so much fucking better i can text 
I remember being in my first agent's office, and it was like, you can't have your cell phone. Now, granted, this was years ago, but you can't have your cell phone next to your desk. And, like, now I'm like, I got a customer. I'm texting in my phone, and then I'm on my computer texting because I have my messages on my computer. I can respond to three different people, quote business, and answer my phone. Like, that's fucking dialed in. Like, how many – like, it's 2018. We can do the coolest shit and manage so many things at once. And I just think people just don't utilize it. And they, they also underestimate how much time they waste yeah. on crap Dumb shit. throughout the day. Oh, I, I, sure. I do it, too. I mean, I work with, with 30 other people. So I come in and chit-chat for 20 minutes. I'm like, shit, well, there's 20 minutes. It takes me 10 minutes to get back on task. Yeah. Half hour gone. Happens all the time to me where, like, when you, what you're talking about, where there's all yeah. these people in here and we're talking, and any individual person might think that, like, well, I spent, like, 10 minutes with Matt. You multiply that times 15 people. Yeah. It's a significant portion of the day. and. Yeah, I mean, social media and all technology is either your best friend, your worst enemy. A lot of it has to do with your discipline, right? Like, I agree. Because you can have that phone in your hand and be scrolling through Instagram, forget about your video that was edited, watch the YouTube video that's the ad while you're uploading yours and, like, do all these other things. So what keeps you so dedicated to what you're trying to I am accountable as fuck. Like, I've always been this way. And that's what made me so frustrated working for other people especially now sitting in my office you know like i get to do my own numbers like hey if i do this much by this time i make this hey if i do this much by this time i make this oh remember when i sold the most auto insurance in the entire state of delaware two years in a row and made thirty-five thousand fucking dollars a year while my boss went to fucking spain and shit because that was me i the whole office did that let's let's hope you don't hire staff to help you grow and you get an incentive trip and they feel the way you feel about your i would never do that to somebody like i would never do that and that's my one of my greatest aspirations my biggest my bottom line top goal is to build my business large enough to create opportunities for other people to grow because I know what it's like to work for someone that treats you like you're a piece of fucking shit when you're working your ass off for a company they created. You don't have to love their fucking company. Like, I was a humongous asset. I would kill to have a fucking me sitting next to me every day. And I would treat that person like fucking gold. I feel like you're going to kill someone very soon based on the passion. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a little concerned. Paul, is everything okay? Oh, everything's good. Right, are I we always okay? like right. this. Are and we okay? <laughs> yeah. I, I'm well armed. <laughs> <laughs> this is awesome. So, so uh, Jill, were you, uh, Jolene, I'm sorry, were you this active on social media before you chose to start your own shop? I kind of was. I did, like, dabble in Beachbody for a little while, trying to make some money on the side. I'm a and fan then, of Beachbody. I love it. Yeah. I still do the programs. I That's just so was crazy. really fucking disappointed in human beings like it's not that hard to get up and work out for 30 minutes a day and not eat yeah. trash yeah <laughs> i'm a fan of uh sean sean Shanti. yeah Shanti. yeah that's so crazy all mindset uh came about from you remember i told you how yeah, it yeah. started so go on beach body that's awesome seven eight years ago i mean i'm not i'm not that's active so cool. but one of my good friends was um one of the coaches for them he presented me the p90x opportunity for t25 I said, nah, bro, I'm not that dedicated to my fitness. Then, like, six, seven months later, he's like, dude, we got a 25-minute program. You got a jump, but it's going to be big. I checked it out, and I even came and shared it with Matt. And I said, dude, this is what I'm exploring. I wasn't building the business and opportunity yeah. because yeah. Um, I don't believe in doing that if you're not going to go all in yourself. I and agree. I wasn't all in. I agree. But um, I still shared it with, with those that I valued because I wanted their feedback and input. 
and um, it's just amazing you just said that. So are you still involved with the, with I the organization? I am. Um, in, in November, I was hospitalized. I had like some weird abscess on my intestines and nobody knows what's wrong with me still. And so I got really, really sick. <laughs> and I can't have Shakeology anymore. Wow. I am like allergic to four of the ingredients in it just out of nowhere. And it may not wow. be for forever, but it makes me super sick to drink it. Something I was drinking and lost 55 pounds drinking, you know, like five wow. years ago. Yeah, it was wow. really fat ones. That was a good plug and a concerning plug. Right. <laughs> I lost 55 pounds, but shit, I can't drink or do anything anymore. My, my, this is all fucked up. So disclaimer, I don't know Welcome if that has anything brain. to do with Shakeology. No, no Shakeology is no, okay. the shit. You should drink it. Wait, legal advice had nothing to do with yeah. it. No, I, I think you. I'm allergic to cinnamon. That's oh. funny. Cinnamon, it's nothing, huh? yeah. Wow, that's crazy. Random, I, random stuff. I can tell you this is entertaining and, and awesome because I, I will watch what's going on. And everyone who's coming to speak at the conference, I turned on post notifications. So my phone's like exploding at all, all times because time. everyone's – and yours is one of them that I'm always like, oh, I want to see what she's talking about because right. I you know, know what you're gonna get. Oh, right, I know, I know <laughs> that it's always gonna be like pretty authentic. That's why earlier I was yeah. asking you, do you ever question and think to yourself like, no, nah, I'm not gonna talk about this, or I am gonna talk about this. Like, no. um, <laughs> yeah, like I think a lot of people will they, they set stuff up, and it seems like you just use what's actually happening, and you're, you're using that to like set it up. One of the biggest things I get asked is, hey Jill, tell me how you really feel. Because you never have to know, because I'll tell you. Yeah. If not, I probably already did. <laughs> <laughs> you talked about being like ultra accountable to yourself, right? Yes. What are you accountable to yourself to? Like, what have you told yourself you're going to do or accomplish? Or, you know, how do you set goals or structure things? Or is it not? You just want to do the best every day. So I'll get kind of deep right now. When I was younger, I grew up in an environment where I fully believed that I would never make more than minimum wage. I would always have a piece of shit car that would break down on me and just everything in my life would always be wrong. I grew up and still am related to many people with a very victim-like mentality. So even when I was you know, in my early 20s and I was like, I'm making $60,000 a year, I still thought I was broke. Like I was like, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke, I'm broke. I gotta be careful, I gotta be careful, I gotta be careful. Because that's what I thought, that's all I thought I was gonna have. And you didn't live in San Francisco anymore. <laughs> Correct. <laughs> Otherwise, I would have been broke. <laughs> that was not San Francisco. Um, but and that that's my that is my biggest core aspiration is to just be something more than just this minimum wage person. So I, I have set very ridiculously high goals when I, you know when I, my mom was always like you gotta go to school you gotta go to school you gotta go to school. So I was like okay fuck this I'm gonna work full time and I'm gonna go to school full time. So. I graduated with honors. No one cares. If that offends you, I'm sorry. But nobody cares that I graduated with honors with $55,000 of debt. Nobody cares about that. (laughs) But I did it, damn it. The federal government does. They They want their money. They want their money. (laughs) So it's this this bigger than myself kind of a thing because I never thought I was going to make more than minimum wage. And then I was like, okay, you know what? One day, I'm going to make six figures. That's going to be it. And then I'm going to have made it. And then I made six figures, and I was like, fuck. This sucks ass. This isn't even really that much money. I can't really, I mean, I can do stuff, but I still work for an asshole. 
So, and I. Well, let's hope your former employers are not listening to this because they really know what how you feel. Well, I guess it doesn't matter because they're former. Yeah. And she's never looking back. So. And, and he still advertises in the newspaper. So <laughs> he's not going to see me. Now he knows. Now, now we definitely know who you're referring to. <laughs> and that's just that's it for me. You know, like I, I made that six figures, and I realized it actually was a couple of months. And I was with Paul. He can probably tell you this. I was like crushed. I cried all the time. I was like, this is it. This is fucking it. This is what making it is. This sucks. I hate this. I'm only, you know, 26, 27 years old, and I'm unsatisfied as shit. So it's just, it's it's bigger than myself. I want to have, this isn't, this isn't it for me. This insurance agency is my starting point. Probably two years from now, somebody else is going to completely run it because I have a second business that I want to start, like ASAP. And... I just want to create opportunities for other people because I'm not the only person that thought the only place they were going to be at in life was making minimum wage at a shitty dead-end job. I'm not the only person that feels like that. And there's more, you know. You can grow up in a broken household with family members that do drugs and still be whatever the fuck you want to be. It doesn't matter how much your mommy and your daddy made or how much your daddy ignored you. It does not matter. You can be whoever you want to be. I love I, I relate to a lot of it, and I, I don't want. I know Matt definitely seconds this and wants to share. But where do you get this motivation and fire? Like, what, what, who inspired you? What's your why? I'm gonna say her why is to break the cycle. Yeah, is not to be like everyone else that she's related to. To be more, be better, be bigger. So, so chain. without without getting too personal, then have you, I guess, lost some pretty important close relationships to you because of your mindset versus those that you love and love you but can't understand why you think you're better than them? Because I'm assuming that's what yes. they're probably thinking. I actually stopped speaking to my mother for five or six years because she was very, very heavily on meth. And I just, I couldn't do it. I couldn't go to school and just, like, be the best person I could be and talk to my mom on the phone and she sounded like a squirrel because she's high as fuck you know like I couldn't do that and I have to applaud my mom she's clean she's been clean for like three years congrats to your mom man. she awesome. watches all of the people I watch on social media she hated Gary Vaynerchuk when I first introduced her to him because I love Gary V he's like my favorite and she's like he's fucking mean I'm like no just watch a little bit more and now she's, t you know, she'll tell me stuff, and I'm like, shit, I can't believe my mom just told me that. She's growing. She's changing. So even Good if for you. your home life is fucked up, it doesn't mean it's always going to be like that. Like, I'm growing closer to my mother, which is something that I thought I could never do. <laughs> did you know of a time, or do you remember a time where, like, it switched for you? Or did, you know, you grew up in this environment. When did it all change? Like, did you, that was a, had to be a conscious choice. I always felt like I didn't belong. <laughs> I remember being 14 and telling my mom and my aunt, you know, because they were being, I can't, they're just being fucking psychotic. And now that I look at it as a 28-year-old adult, I'm like, dang, holy fuck, how could you treat a kid like that? And it blows my mind, you know, some of the things as I get older that had happened to me, you know, like, how did that even happen? And it, I think it was always, I've been very, very conscious. I've always felt very older my whole life, you know? And I, 
I had to. You know, I have two younger brother and sister. I have a younger brother and sister that my older sister and I took care of. You know, I've been helping my mom pay rent since I was old enough to work. I signed a waiver in high school to work full-time at Taco Bell while I went to high school and I worked full-time. I forged my mom's name on a waiver because I had to fucking pay bills for them because my mom was off doing things that I had to make sure that my little brother and sister were taken care of. So I worked full-time through high school too. <laughs> I've always felt like it, I just, I had to, I'm like, I always have goals in my brain and I'm always like, I forget sometimes the things that I accomplish because I'm like, right now, yeah, I'm building an insurance agency. Guess where my mind is? In my next business. <laughs> so that way I put things into action so that way when the time comes that I'm ready, I can start that second business. Amazing. I'm blown away. Do you sh- Have you shared all this stuff before? Like, are no. people who listen to this, your followers, like, is this a... Yeah. a no, you know, I haven't. A, if, if they've been following along enough, you know, you'll catch some posts here and there, you know, blogs yeah. in the past. I, I've seen some of it, you know, way back, but this yeah. deep, no. Yeah. Well, I appreciate you being so yeah. real and, like, open yeah. with us here and, like, flying out here to talk about this. It's, I decided awesome. that I was going to. Before all this happened, I even talked to my mom, you know, and I told her, I was like, I'm going to talk about our fucked up childhood throughout my my stint in social media and the way I'm going to market myself because I'm going to be fucking real. I'm going to be as real as I can and let people know that things can be fucked up and you can still be a badass bitch. <laughs> so, Julie, let me ask you this. For the conference tomorrow um, that we're excited to, to have you at, what is one message that you want people to take away from that might not make it to the conference what is that one message that you'd want them to take away from hmm. first off you've shocked cena he's in am radio mode right yeah, now like which I've, sure. I've never Treme- I've, tremendous respect for just <laughs> everything because because i'll tell you I, I did catch the part where you had the, the medical concern because you were emotional and i saw that story and it was like weeks after we had committed to you coming out to being a speaker and Two things went through my mind. One is I hope this gal's okay because I genuinely care for the for the health regards of, of people. And secondly, I said, man, like, is she gonna break down and like be like, what am I doing all this for, <laughs> right? And I'm like, do we need to like plan for that? So it's amazing that um, these are just, I guess, phases of you growing and yeah. overcoming challenges. And I'm assuming is everything okay then with your with that health uh, um, concern now? Or are you no. still following up on that? I'm still following up. They don't know why I got a super huge infection in my stomach. Like it's, I'm amazed at myself sometimes when I think about when I first started my business in September, and then I got sick in November. I'm in a hospital bed, sick as fuck, writing insurance policies. Oh my god, I just did because it was just like, what else am I gonna do? Am I gonna sit here and be sick, and or am I gonna am I gonna work? No like, yeah, like awesome. in the hospital room, laptop. On the bed, on the phone, <laughs> selling insurance in a hospital room. That's awesome. Hooked hey. up through a fucking IV. Yep. That's cool. And they don't know what's wrong. I might have an autoimmune disease. My body just might have had a hiccup. So I have a couple more tests to do, but I feel so much better. It took me a really long time to, like, I have an internal clock that wakes me up at 545 just, like, magically. <laughs> I think it's my – yeah, he hates it. <laughs> It's my entrepreneur clock, though. It's been happening ever since I was a kid. It was like, boom, boom, just five, let's go. (laughs) And I've always felt that way. And when I got sick, I was like, why can't I sleep until 10 o'clock in the afternoon? Like, I had never been able to do this in just, like, the past three weeks. The very first day, I remember, it was, like, 6.45, and I woke up on my own, and I was like, oh, my God. Oh, it's back. Thank you. 
It's it was so hard. The best is that she thinks ten a.m. is in the afternoon. Right. Okay. Yeah. 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 To, to her, it might be. Right. When you get, I know what it's like. Cause I, I'm an early bird. I get up early all the time. I grew up surfing. Yeah. Like my clock wakes up early. Yeah. But it's funny because you said 10 a.m. in the afternoon. It feels to like you, it feels like because you've been awake that long. Yeah. No, no. When she wakes up, I'm like just five more hours. Yeah. <laughs> That's so cool. So, yeah. so I know I interrupted you, That's but um, that that one that one takeaway that you really yes. wanted that you want to deliver, that you hope people can pick up from, listening to your segment. I don't know how deep I will get on stage because okay. it's a panel. Okay. Um, <sighs> so the, the thing that may not make it on stage. Um, well, the, here's the good news. Um, you're going to have a mic, so anything that you want to make it is going to make it. <laughs> All right, everybody <laughs> shut up. We're, we're talking now. <laughs> I, I mean, people might be confused how that randomly got thrown out there, but the reality that? is yeah. uh, you, you, you'll be able to send that message through. Yeah. I mean, I, I, th- I think for me, one of the things I, I would say just from – being the support crew is no matter where you came from, no matter what you've been through, you can still do more. I don't care how old you are. I'm, I'm 37 and I'm planning on starting my own business here in the next you know year or two as soon as she's able to replace income. That's awesome. So you guys are awesome. You can, no matter where you came from, no matter how old you are, it's not too late. You can I still do that. it. I and I, I did write my notes to be a little bit more practical because it was, it, it's, it's going to be on a panel. Uh, one of the biggest things that I wrote th- that I want to speak the most about is if you're interested in being a P and C agent, how you get appointments and w- what having a niche market will do for your business. Because that's that is the number one question I get asked in my DMs every day, which is the craziest thing to me. I just have these newer agents that message me and they're like, I can't get companies. What the fuck do I do? <laughs> so I am going to talk about that. And I felt like that was important because when I very first started, I was like, I'm just going to get hella companies and just have hella licenses. And that's not That's how the Bay Area right there. Hella. Hella, that's <laughs> yeah, it. That's, that's, right. that's the Bay Area. That's right. That's right. You can that's take her out of the Bay, but you can't take the Bay out of her, it's right? It's true. I love that's that, man. Funny. That's true. So you, you said get appointments. You mean like getting contracted carriers. with carriers? Yes. I thought you meant like get appointments like with C I'm client. I'm sorry. No, yeah, carrier appointments. Why, why They're called appointments. Carrier appointments. No, I, get, I know. It, yeah. Same on this side of the fence, too. Yeah. It's just like. I didn't think it would be that hard. It well, you to, you, you, it's sort of like us. Um, right. right. You, we can't get direct with like Transamerica yet because the volume's not there. Right, right. So it's similar. Any startup PNC, you PNC either need to rough. be bonded large enough or have a backing or, right. or I mean, some proof because the larger carriers don't just Or be badass like Jelena, right? <laughs> yeah. 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 And I had, I, I, and I, I did have lots of previous times with the companies that gave me those access right away but like life and annuities and pnc pnc companies will look at you like <laughs> oh, no little child get out of here <laughs> so funny. well uh, jelena uh paul uh again thank you guys for coming down to california uh, to your to your former home i don't know paul you come out here much or been uh, i think i've been here four or five times in my lifetime four or five times well, well yeah. we're, ha- we're happy to have you guys uh, we're excited for the fire you're going to bring tomorrow at the conference i wish you tremendous i wish you luck i don't really think you need any luck i'm not a big believer in it but i wish you tremendous continued success thank you uh, thank you guys mr matt franchina the people's advisor man i don't know how Pleasure you doing it, running a 27 hour schedule in a 24 hour day <laughs> You are impressive. You guys be safe. And again, Jelena, Renee, check her out there on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook. And soon, Paul McGowan's business is going to drop. Be <laughs> ready for that. It's go. coming at you live. You'll find them out there. You guys, what, both of you guys riding Harleys? 
Oh, oh no. No, 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 sad, my bad. Honda, uh, BMW. I should have guessed with this shirt, man. Hey, you know, you said at BMW, they thought they made cars. They actually made bikes. Baddest bikes on the planet. That's it. You guys Bad be safe out too. there.